0: Hey, everybody, welcome to season three of fearless women podcast. Thanks for joining us weekly as we bring you inspiring true stories from around the world. I'm Janice McDonald, your host and global champion for women. For more great stories, pick up a copy of my beautiful best selling book, fearless girls with dreams, women with vision. It's available everywhere. A big shout out to our listeners from all around the globe, including UK, USA, Canada, Denmark, Australia, and so many more countries. Hello, and thank you for being part of our fearless community. I am thinking about you and I hope you're doing all right out there. For many of us, watching TV is an ideal escape from the everyday, especially for kids. There's so much amazing programming. I'm very excited to talk too two really impressive people. They're from The Zone. It's a beloved after-school TV program on the Canadian television channel YTV. You can watch it between 4 and 6 p.m. I'm joined by Spencer Litzinger and Melanie Manikavasagar. two again, as I said, of the hosts of this very fun TV show. Welcome to you both.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: (laughs) Hi, hi, hi. Okay, so you're in media, you work together. Let's talk about that. You know, why do you love the show? Why do you love being on a kids TV show?
1: We both I think grew up watching YTV. It's just such a significant part of our childhood. And me specifically, I watched a lot of hosts like Sookie and Carlos. Um, Like once you say YTV in the zone, everyone knows what it's about. So now being able to kind of do the things that I saw on TV and love doing and being that person for other children watching it's such a special kind of experience and I'm so grateful to be doing it
2: yeah I personally have a lot of memories coming home after school turning on the zone whether it was like the programming that was on like Spongebob SquarePants was still on back then yeah. <laughs> and, and then seeing that and then seeing the host and like me personally I grew up in the comedy scene so I really wanted to do Saturday Night Live that was my dream this big sketch show in America New York City and on the zone we do a lot of sketches like i have some signature characters there's clara who has a very monotone voice and she (laughs) loves corners and so i've gotten to create all these characters with outfits and things and then on top of that we just get to talk to the zed heads that's what we call our viewers or zone weekenders because we also do saturday mornings zone weekend so it's been really cool to live out literally a dream
0: So it's uh, on Canadian TV. You both uh, grew up watching this and now you're entertaining the next generation of kids. What's it like for you two actually working together? Did you know each other before or you met on the show?
2: We didn't know each other before, but Melanie can probably
1: tell you a funny story about when we met. (laughs) I'm always really embarrassed about this, but I think it's important to share. It was so funny. So basically, this was still during like COVID um, post-pandemic. And I was going in for my audition and we were meeting the host. And up until this point, I had been like studying the host. So Spencer was almost like a celebrity to me because I was like, I've been just seeing her on the internet all the time. And then I hear a knock at my door and I can see like the figure through the door. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Spencer. <laughs> I opened the door and she's like, hi, someone else's name. She says someone else's name. <laughs> and she's like, your audition is today. And she's like, starts talking and talking. And I'm like, oh, I have like my COVID test in my hand. She's like, wait why is there a COVID test in your hand? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Are you not this person? Yeah. And I was like, no. And she's like, I'm so embarrassed. I so I got sorry. the wrong room. So I thought she was someone else. And it was the <laughs> funniest thing
2: ever. I felt so bad because like auditions are so stressful. And then yes. I was like, hey, think of someone
1: else. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But it was, it was really cool this year because I was like, whoa. And we clicked right yeah, away. We like did. we're friends in real life. Like,
2: I hate saying this, like I see you as a little sister, but I do in a way, but I still learn a lot from Melanie. Like one thing Melanie is so great at to me, like from the beginning, she was just so natural on camera and like, she didn't change her voice. You know, she smiled from her, her real smile. And like, That took me a really long time to learn like how to look straight into the camera and be myself. Like the character stuff came natural to me. But being able to just look into the camera and say, hey, Zed Heads, what's up? That took me years, like Mm -hmm. legit. Like I practiced for so long. So to see someone being able to do that just so naturally, I was always like blown away and
1: lots of respect to it. i was so happy to meet Spencer because first of all, she's so talented. Like I always tell her, like I'm always so blown away by how like how diverse your characters are how like big your range is when it yeah. comes to performing and she taught me so much in the beginning like the hardest things i had to do with this Um, position is learning scripts and memorizing like i've never been able to memorize things especially Mm. since this wasn't something i did before coming here like i was just um doing camera work and a lot of like writing i never performed (laughs) so spencer gave me so many tips and they were always the most helpful and i still use them to this day and
0: we want to hear some from spencer because it sounds like that would be practical for anybody listening right to be able to you know even if it's on a Zoom call, show up better. And so, give us some tips, Spencer. We want to hear your wisdom.
2: It's very simple, really. I just rehearse a bunch, like, go through the entire script, read it out loud, say it out loud. Yeah. And, like, go through it the entirety. And then also remember beats, like, important pieces of it. So, if we're doing a sketch about SpongeBob trying to buy a new home, like, what happens in the part a part b part c it doesn't have to be exact but as long as you know your beats of where the scene is going then you can improvise through it and we do a lot of improv here so you just really have to know the signature moments of what's happening and then also like i said like read it out loud actually practice it like you're doing it on the day
0: Mm, I love that. And do you do it in front of the mirror? Or you just kind of walk around doing I walk around,
2: Mm -hmm. I kind of do a pee pee dance, (laughs) pace back and forth. I've developed this weird habit of just like pacing. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. You get your 10,000 steps plus.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you two get along. Yeah, I hear so much admiration, which I just love, because it's a tough business. And yet here you are having a blast and entertaining kids. So and we heard that, you're doing important stuff here. So tell me this, what's something for each of you that you wish you knew earlier? Let's start with you, Spencer.
2: Oh, I wish I wasn't so hard on myself. Like Mm. I wish I could see what other people saw. I've always been a performer and I just would tear myself to shreds. Like someone would say good job to me, or that was so funny and it would go over my head. I wouldn't let it sink into my skin and because I always let it go over my head. I never was able to tell it to myself. And then surprisingly, like seeing other hosts come through and have the same, cause I've been here almost five years So seeing other people come through and have the same struggle of like being hard on themselves, I started to realize like, I don't have to, because I wouldn't be hard on them. And we're doing the same thing. So definitely like be kinder and have fun. Like honestly, in the past year, like this new set of hosts, like I've just been having a blast. Like I'm not hard on myself. I'm just like, I'm just enjoying like doing characters and like talking to kids. Like I wish I realized that before instead of like being like, that wasn't good enough. You should have because no one was saying that except me.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so honest and it's so real, Spencer. And you know what? It's a common a challenge and, you know, of people and you don't have to be in media to experience that being hard on yourself. And I love that you shape this and focus more on fun, which, you know, for me is a core value. So I love that. So thank you for sharing that. Melanie, what about you?
1: I wish I didn't put myself so much in a box in high school, because I think you feel the need to kind of stay in your own lane, because in high school, there's so many people who have like defined positions and if you ever feel the need to like maybe want to try something I think a lot of people feel pressured to not go that way just because there are so many people that may be better than you or you just feel that people might judge you I wish I didn't hold on to other people's opinions of me so much and kind of let myself do the things that I want to do because I started doing that recently and it's gotten me in really good places and positions even here. So yeah, I think just not really caring about what other people think too much and allowing myself to do what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love this. Uh, Spencer and Melanie giving us like serious wisdom here. (laughs) These are, these are life lessons and it's never too late to change your path and really to open up and open up to opportunity. And I absolutely love that. So thank you both. Um, We all need to remember both of those important tips. Let's start with, you know, the whole idea of fear. What, What role, if any, has fear played in your life?
1: I mean, I guess circling back to like what I've also said in high school, I think, yeah, like I really cared about what other people thought. And I think I was always worried that because I don't have certain skills right now, Um, certain dreams that I may have had would probably never come true because I didn't have them right now. Mm -hmm. And I guess that kind of just held me back to not even explore, reach for new opportunities. And I just kind of stayed in the same spot all the time. And I think high school kind of does that to you a lot. There's such a hierarchy in high school when there shouldn't be. When you kind of leave that part, you realize how big the world is. And like, it's still scary. It's still very scary to go out there and like do things. But I think it's all about understanding that even if you don't have the skills now, or even if you can't do it right now, it doesn't mean it can never happen because life is so long, right?
0: Exactly. And I just around this idea of, you know, to go back to your earlier comment about keeping yourself in a box, you know, it's like, gotta keep expanding and trying and failing and going for it and, and understanding that that's actually what we call growth.
1: Right. right? (laughs) Like you never know where life could take you with any opportunity or anything that you choose to do.
0: Yeah. I love this. Uh, Spencer, what about you?
1: Well, personally, I've always
2: dealt with mental health illness in my life Mm -hmm. from childhood to adult. And last year I went through a pretty big mental health crisis. Mm -hmm. So Coming out of that, I'm now on medication. I have a dog. I'm doing very, very well. But for me, there's still a fear that what if that happens again? And the biggest thing for me with that is to face it. I have to face my fears. I have to stay on top of taking care of myself, going to therapy, checking in with how I'm feeling, knowing also. The biggest thing really is like because the medication has worked so well for me, luckily, and I feel so stable now there's a lot of fear around, what if I feel sad one day? And I talked to my boyfriend and I talked to my parent, my mom, my parent, (laughs) um, a lot. And it's really like realizing it's okay. Like it's okay to have a bad day. It was just those bad days back then were so intense and so long that there's this big fear around feeling sad again. Like I I love feeling okay because I spent so many years not feeling okay. So it's just like relearning to that, Face the fear. It's okay to feel sad some days. It's not the end of the world. Check in with yourself, take care of yourself. And also like, be grateful that you can feel emotions.
0: Yeah, thank you. Mental health, you know, especially we, we heard so many people, their challenging experiences through COVID, but you know and beyond, I've spent a lot of time working in this space and uh, with an organization called DIFD, Do it for Darren, which is focused on youth mental health. And this is incredibly important, and I'm so grateful that you've shared it. Let's um just pause for a second because you are also a proud dog mom. Yeah, Scruffy. So how does <laughs> Scruffy keep you happy? Oh, he
2: keeps me happy every day with his kisses, with his love, with just going for a walk and seeing the world through his eyes, you know, and like going to the dog park and like watching him run makes me so proud. Like he's such yes. a fast runner. He's the quickest little guy. He always wants to be chased. He's just very kind and I've seen him light up my boyfriend's life like he's happier I've seen him light up my mom's life who was scared of dogs before this Mm. he just like impacted so many people and he's just like he's just this little sweetheart and he's my family you know like it's not that he's a kid I don't see him like oh I I have a child but I, I do see him as family like this is my trifecta my boyfriend and me and Scruffy and like you know we're talking about getting engaged and like I want him to be at my
0: wedding. A little little bow tie for Scrumby. A little bow tie, yeah.
2: (laughs) He has, trust me, we have a whole suitcase of clothes. Ring bear. Ring bear.
0: I love it. it. And Melanie, you enjoy playing piano. You love drawing, writing poems. Tell us more about how that's important in your life and kind of keeping you filled with joy.
1: I think um, the first thing I ever loved in my life was music and like, Piano was always that thing for me because even though I trained um, in piano classically, I started the piano by playing by ear. So I would just, really yeah. So like if wow. you put it on me, I can play it on the piano. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's always something I love doing. And then that's kind of how poetry comes in because like, I also would love songwriting, but yeah. poetry is a bit easier to kind of do and there's more opportunities for me to express it. So I was in a creative writing class in high school and like I would write a lot of poems that would be presented on our stage during lunch. Yeah, I know Mm -hmm. I love doing it. It was, I honestly miss doing it because I haven't done it in a while but playing piano is something that I kind of use to decompress and de-stress all the time. I don't do it as often as I used to but I always give myself like at least once in a week to do it and then drawing comes from just like my love for cartoons and animation I think there's something so special about animation because you can only emote so much with like a human face, but something about animation is so magical. Yeah. You know, like it transports you somewhere else that you can't go like in real life. Like certain scenes in that movie Soul where he's like playing the piano and then gets transported into like this other dimension. I'm like, that's exactly what I feel like when I'm playing piano. And I've never seen like any sort of movie translate that. And I don't think you can with like, you know, real people in like the real world. That's something that could only be done with animation. And I think they just have such a unique way of storytelling. So I love drawing and I would draw my own comics and stuff like that.
0: So take us back, um, both of you, to your 10-year-old self. So, you know, we heard some of those interests. Were those still uh, important in each of your lives? Maybe you give us the scoop first, Spencer.
2: Oh, absolutely. I had this... Whole dream of being the first little kid to wear jeans on the Oscar night. Oh. <laughs> I was like <laughs> Press. I'm going to wear jeans. I'm going to win an Oscar. I, was like, I remember all the teachers like telling them like, I'm going to be a celebrity. I have booklets that I wrote as a kid, just about me, like living in LA, Hollywood, being a famous actor. Oh my god. So it's changed a little bit because now I'm not like into, I don't think of myself as an actor. I think of myself as a host and like I'm working towards becoming a producer as well. So, and then I do content creation on the side for brands and things like that. So I see myself in a mix of, of like being in front of camera, but also moving towards behind the scenes. So I'm not as into like the acting and stuff, but I still do improv, which is acting like performing on the stage. But yeah, I definitely was a, I was a little tortured, you know, like I was bullied as a kid quite a lot. So there's some like, Trauma there, I guess, but I've worked through it. (laughs) Absolutely,
0: yes.
2: (laughs) I was misunderstood. I was always labeled as crazy, and Mm. it really upset me. So even to this day, if someone's like, "You're so crazy," I'm like, "Don't say that." I don't like that Mm. word Mm -hmm. personally. You know, it like hurts my feelings. It didn't come from a good place because I was just, I was just very full of life. You know, I had a lot of energy, and like now I know how to harness that energy. But as a kid, like I, I was just like a. Bottle shaken up pop. Like I was like exploding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that. What about you?
1: Oh, my 10 year old self stayed in my room and watched. Uh... <laughs> it was really funny because like people would always knock on my door and be like, Oh, do you want to go play? And my parents would like make up excuses because I'm like, I'm hiding in my room watching anime. <laughs> And all I would do is just like watch cartoons, but I was very ambitious in the sense that I wanted to learn how to do everything. Mm -hmm. And so like, I wanted to learn how to play piano, and I was teaching myself how to play the guitar. And then I was teaching myself how to draw learning how to dance in my room and like, learn how to do sports in our basement. And I just wanted to learn how to do everything because I wanted to be a master at everything. But that's the problem. I was just focused on so many things that I could never master one thing. But I feel like it was a good time to spend you know, my 10 year old, like time as a kid, because now all of those skills, I can kind of use them everywhere. So um, it's like it was a good time. Like I had so much fun. But definitely in school, I was very quiet and very studious. So I remember just like balancing between the two. I wouldn't say I had a lot of friends, but in elementary school, I feel like everyone's friends with everyone. But my parents, I had very strict parents, so they weren't wouldn't let me really hang out with my friends after school. So that's why I had so much time on my hands to just learn everything.
0: It's so fun to hear we go back to that time we hear about the different ways that you were, but how you've used all of that, like the experiences and your skills, and and now you're bringing them uh, out for the world. I just love it. Thank you for sharing that. It's so fun. Okay, if your life was the book, what is this chapter called?
2: I think it's my comeback era, just because like, <laughs> Hey. Just, I know I'm still young, but like that whole mental health thing was really yeah. seriously hard. So mm-hmm. feeling good, having a dog, thinking about marriage, like getting into producing, all this stuff, like it's just a whole new Spencer.
0: That's amazing, and and a great reminder that we can always reinvent and move on to next and try new things. Like it, thank you because it, <laughs> there's just so much we can all do.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We can always come back. Yeah. That's what my boyfriend's always said to me like you can always come back and
0: that yeah. means a lot to me. Yeah. You can. Melanie,
1: I I thought about this a lot and I think mine would be ready as I'll ever be. Um <laughs> ready
0: as I'll ever be. Okay. Yes.
1: Poetic name. Say more. Yeah. Oh yeah. The poet is is coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just, I think life is so um, unexpected and I think I always wait for the moment to be fully equipped with everything I need to face it. And sometimes you have to just throw yourself in there and even like auditioning to be um, the host of the zone. It was only my family that knew that I loved performing my best friends didn't know and like my like no one else knew and I never told anyone about the audition because I was again scared to kind of go into a different lane and like I felt like I had to stay in this box otherwise people would judge me and they'll be like why are you doing this when you're not that type of person and I think because of that I held myself back from a lot of opportunities and I was not prepared to do this audition I was like I've never performed And like, this was never something I saw in my future, but sometimes you just have to throw yourself in the water and then learn how to swim like that. I don't know how to swim at all. <laughs> I don't literally. know how to swim. I literally don't know how to swim.
0: Um, but- well, you know how to inspire. Let me tell you that. <laughs> you. you two are so inspiring. This has been such an exciting conversation. You've been so open. I've got the final question for each of you. It's the same one. <laughs> what is your dream, Spencer, for the world? For the world? For the world. Um, the whole big world or maybe just your world, <laughs> but what's your dream, you know, share
2: um, probably more laughs. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause yeah. I, I remember
2: this quote where it's like, life would be tragic if it wasn't funny. And that's always stuck with me. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. 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 Oh, like, we, need, we need, yes. comedy, we need laughs. We need, we need love too, but sometimes love is hard. Like sometimes it's hard to be open to love like that, you know, like, I but do. it's always easy to get a little snicker, a little snickerdoodle out, a little yeah. giggle. So I think the world needs more laughs. So I wish for lots of laughs and lots of laughs. Yeah. Lols.
1: <laughs> yeah. LOLs. Absolutely. And you, Melanie. Maybe more acceptance. I and I can definitely see that. Like I think especially with social media and like internet, there's so much connected like connectedness within all of us and the world starts to feel smaller. Um, as we start to understand each other more. And I think just seeing more of that would definitely make a better world, like understanding people and being open to listening and also accepting that people are different.
0: And I would say at the same time, realizing that we're not really that different after all.
1: Right. Exactly. You know,
0: in so many ways, we just want the same thing, more laughs and love and, you know, acceptance and all the things you talked about. Yeah, this has been such an incredibly inspiring conversation. Yeah. and uh, yeah, and I I hope you two will come back and you know give us the scoop again, check in so that Go we on know one, what's one. happening. Let's get this wisdom. Keep going because I feel like there's so much more we need uh, to talk about. I will say this. Uh, kids in Canada and anywhere that they can uh, watch you on your great show, The Zone, are very lucky because, wow, you two are it. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the Fearless Women podcast. Will you promise to come back? Yes, yes thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you both. You've been listening to Spencer Litzinger and Melanie Manikavasigar from YTV's The Zone, uh, a Canadian TV show for kids. Yeah, I'm super inspired. Thank you both again. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. We want our community to grow. Tell your friends, follow us on Instagram and sign up for our newsletter at fearlesswomenpodcast.com to get the early scoop. Subscribe and Apple Podcasts are in your favorite app. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating. I'm Janice McDonald, stay fearless.